The Torah content for this week has been sponsored by Judah and Naomi Dardik in honor of Rabbi Moskowitz's second yard site and in appreciation for all those whose love of Torah and excitement for ideas shines in their teaching. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneewis, and this is the audio version of the two-page article I wrote and published on my Substack on July 3rd, 2023, and the article is entitled, Become the Best by Accepting That You Aren't. Possible spoiler alert. For those who are machmir like me and don't want to know anything about the shows they plan to watch, this article does contain spoilers. For those who only care if plot points are revealed, there are no spoilers here. I recently finished the second season of The Bear on Hulu, and it was so good that I'm still feeling dejected that it's over. If you appreciate brilliant actors, endearing characters, a high-intensity plotline, comedic dialogue, emotional depth, industrial psychology, and culinary artistry, you should definitely give the show a try. My favorite bit of dialogue this season was the conversation in episode 4, Honeydew, between Marcus, the apprentice dessert chef, and Luca, the master pâtissier, under whom he has been training. In a rare, for this show, quiet and intimate interlude, Marcus asks Luca, how did you get good at this? After giving a half-joking answer, honestly, I made a lot of mistakes, Luca tells him the real story. Luca says, I think because I started early, I got my skills set up really quick and then started to feel like I really was the best, you know? Like at all these really good places, I really was the best cook. And then I started at this really great place as a komi, a junior chef. And this other chef started the same day as me. And I thought we were competition, but really we weren't. He was much better than me. Much, much better than me. He worked harder and faster than I ever could. And it was the first time I realized that I wasn't the best. And I was never going to be the best. So I started looking at it like it was a good thing. Like at least I knew who the best was now. I could take that pressure off myself. And the only logical thing to do was to keep up with him. So I never left this guy's sight. Marcus asks, and you got better? Luca says, oh mate, I got better than I ever thought I possibly could be. Just from trying to keep up with him. End quote from the dialogue. When confronted with this chef, who was clearly superior, there were two other choices Luca could have made. One, he could have denied the evidence of this chef's skill or of his own limitations, and continued trying to be the best, all while continually beating himself up for failing to accomplish this impossible task. Or two, he could have given up altogether and abandoned his passion, which is another way of beating himself up for being a failure. But Luca didn't take either of those paths. Instead, he recognized his place accepted his level, and took maximum advantage of the situation by learning as much as he could. By doing so, he unlocked his full potential as in a manner that would have been impossible had he refused to let go of his lofty ambitions. It takes tremendous honesty to do what Luca did. It's one thing to apply proverbs like the perfect is the enemy of the good to specific projects. You can tolerate work that is below your standard while retaining the hope that you will one day make it to the very top. It is far more difficult to admit to yourself that you will never achieve your deepest aspirations and to face the reality that you're never going to be as good as you hoped. Chazal in Avos 6.6 enumerate 48 qualities that facilitate the acquisition of Torah. Among these are humility, apprenticing with the wise, recognizing one's place, and being content with one's portion. Luca embodied all four qualities. I think about these qualities every Shabbos, when in every tefillah, we ask Hashem to, quote, give us our portion in your Torah. We don't ask him to enable us to master the entire Torah or even to accomplish great things in our Torah study, since that might not be in the cards. But each of us does have a portion in his Torah. And by asking Hashem to grant us that portion, we remind ourselves that this should be our goal. Parenthetically, we see that at least some of these 48 qualities enable one to excel in areas outside of Torah. This suggests that working on these virtues in our non-Torah activities can help us in our acquisition of Torah as well. Practically speaking, 
If you practice Luca's approach in your hobby, passion, or craft, the effects will spill over into your Torah development as well, provided that you keep yourself open and allow this to happen. I'm in the middle of Andrew Huberman's interview with Tim Ferriss, How to Learn Better and Create Your Best Future. Tim shares a variation on a, an already useful question we should all ask ourselves from time to time. Quote from Tim Ferriss. There's a great question that Seth Godin applies. Most people have probably heard the hypothetical question like, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Seth turns that around and says, what would you do if you knew you were going to fail? In terms of identifying what you would do for the process. You're considering these five different projects. Let's say they're all going to fail, but you still have to choose one of the five. Which would you choose? End quote. Luca initially regarded himself as a failure for not being the best chef. What allowed him to become truly great was his choice to continue to improve his craft, knowing he would quote-unquote fail in his primary goal. Letting go of his dream made it possible for him to tap into a newfound dimension of freedom. As he goes on to tell Marcus, quote from Luca, I think at a certain stage it becomes less about skill and it's more about being open. Marcus asks, open? Luca says, yeah, to the world, to yourself, to other people. You know, most of the incredible things I've eaten haven't been because the skill level is exceptionally high or there's loads of mad fancy techniques. It's because it's been really inspired. End quote from Luca. Luca's earlier realization, I knew who the best was now, I could take that pressure off myself, is what created the space for this openness. The act of relinquishing his narrow vision of what success needed to look like enabled him to find inspiration and embrace his talents, transcending the plane of mere skillfulness to artistry. I'm slowly savoring my way through Kevin Kelly's new book, Excellent Advice for Living, Wisdom I Wish I'd Known Earlier, published in 2023. Yet, yet another Tim Ferriss recommendation. And one of my favorite pieces of advice so far is don't aim to be the best, be the only. This is exactly what Luca did. He heeded Bruce Lee's warning, quote, many people dedicate their lives to actualizing a concept of what they should be like rather than actualizing themselves. This difference between self-actualizing and self-image actualizing is very important. Most people only live for their image. Where some people have a self, most people have a void because they're so busy projecting themselves as this or that. This is, again, the curse of the ideal. The curse is that you should not be what you are. End quote from Bruce Lee. Luca gave up his self-image actualization for the sake of actual self-actualization. Or I should say real self-actualization. Genuine self-actualization. Okay, I'll, I'll edit this later. He broke out of the curse of the ideal. At the end of the scene, Luca gives Marcus one final piece of advice. Quote, it helps to have good people around you too. End quote. He doesn't elaborate on what he means, but based on his other statements, we can infer that good people means people who support your efforts to become who you are, or people who help you become the best version of yourself. Ideally, people who endeavor to do the same in their own lives. According to the Rambam in Avos 1.7, this is the level of friendship about which Chazal say, acquire a friend, one in whom both individuals desire and focus on a single objective to attain the good for them both. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in in 
enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewash at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.